Thank you for downloading or podcasting this track. This recording has been remastered to provide the best sound possible given the audio environment of the original recording session. Mosaic Silver Spring is a faith community located just inside the Capitol Beltway in Montgomery County. For more information, please visit our website, www.mosaicsilverspring.org, and we'll see you in the neighborhood.
streets around the world and to open places are facing the people by their cross pointing with their swords, their spears, and their bows. When I look on a road you said were noble and to the officials, I said to the people, do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, who is great and powerful, and fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your children. When our enemies heard that it was known to us that God had frustrated the plan, we all returned to the wall, each to his work. From that day on, half of my servants worked at the front, and half held the spears, shields, bows, posts of war. And the leaders stood behind the whole house of Judah, who were building on the wall. Those who carried burdens were loaded in such a way that each labored at the work with one hand and held his weapon with the other. And each of the builders had his sword strapped at his side while he built. The man who sounded the trumpet was beside me. And I said to the nobles and to the officials and to the rest of the people, The work is great and widely spread, and we are separated on the wall far from one another. In the place where you hear the sound of the trumpet, rally to us there, and God will fight for us. So we labored at the work. Half of them held the spears, and the break of dawn passed by as usual. I also said to the people at that time, Let every man and his servant pass the night in Jerusalem, that they may be a guard for us by night and may labor by day. And neither I nor my brothers nor my servants nor the men of the guard who follow me None of us took off our clothes, each but his weapon and his sword. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let me pray for us. God, what a privilege to hear firsthand a seemingly invited in to the happenings of live opposition to your work and to your mission, and how Nehemiah and Moreover, the full community, the full people of God responded to that with their need. And so as we read the story, while the names and the faces may seem distant to us this morning, God, I ask that you, in our own lives, would call to your heart and your mission. That when we would hear your spirit, you, God, would help us community and faith, we will look to trust in you. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ. So there is a cycle happening throughout the book of Nehemiah, right? Uh, God's mission, uh, then there often see a leader's response to that, uh, and the community response, and then opposition to that response, and then further response leading to redemption. And so this pattern you can almost look for as you read all of Ezra and Nehemiah is this recurring cycle where God calls the people uh, to carry on their return from exile. They had been cast out. They were outsiders in the far-off land, and God was calling them to return. And he was providing for them, oftentimes through the power structures of the day, actually opening up doors for them to go and return and do this work. Uh, but not everyone liked that they were coming back. Not everyone liked that this work was being done. And so one of the key things that we can look for as we are called to 
God's mission is how they respond and just what God is doing as the primary chief concept in the story of the gospel, right? Uh, so we may not know what it's like to build a wall of community, but we know less are called on God's mission of making the good news of Jesus Christ known. We are to be a good news people, a people marked uh, not only by how the good news impacts our lives, but how we understand the frame of the world.
we would look at just how God is responding, how he's meeting with people in two and um, reflexes and life and responding and worship. So in uh, the opening of chapter four, we get some opposition. Uh, we get some kind of nasty opposition, right? Like not only trolling, but like super trolling of all of the people in the community who are responding, right? Sanballat, and he's joined by Tobiah, and they show up, and they begin taunting and mocking all of the people of Jericho, right? They taunt and mock in verses 1 through 3 their ability. Can they even do this? Uh, are they ever going to be able to accomplish this? So they go after their economy, right? They're not able. It's not going to happen. They go after their economy. Can they do this? New Year's resolution workout at the gym people. They're all shiny and happy on January 2nd, January 3rd, January 4th. They're not sticking around till July. Uh, that's effectively when they're mocking us. They're going to build this wall in a day. They're going after their sense of commitment. Uh, are they really going to put in what it takes? Uh, no, they're just not going to happen. They mock their supplies, uh, probably the tools that they weren't able to
so learning how to perform these detailed tests and then what to look for in the actual test itself is just a natural part of preparing for how the people can be handled in the future. And I bring that up because this spiritual reset that Nehemiah is modeling is not only helps us feeling more good about ourselves, but it's actually a helpful spiritual reset guide for you I want you to understand. 
Christianity we're called to a spiritual reset of prayer not because it gets us to automatic willpower or everything before us but because it prepares us to truly respond to whatever we face for the rest of our lives prayer isn't just something that spiritual people have access to and do prayer isn't something that uh, you have to be ordained to become muscled in reality prayer is a human reset that our spiritual gifts can be added to God in the face of fear and doubt. But when it gets us in prayer for the first time, when it gets us praying for the first time, I want to set top three lessons that can be learned to do while it's uncomfortable. So there is uh, this sense of his prayer, but the opposition continues. See, I told you opposition doesn't go away. Your prayers are heard before God. And then as we roll into six, that community responds, the walls make them harder. We get to verse seven, opposition's back, uh, right? Still there, still contending, right? They're plotting again. So they went from mocking in verses one through three to plotting in verses seven and eight. Again, the response in verse nine is praise. So we praise to our God and set a guard throughout this, you'll hear the church and commentators, they made a big deal about verse 9. And we've talked about it previously in the sermon series, but I'm just going to touch on it very briefly. There is a caricature of Christians that they're like the pie-in-the-sky kind of people, that they reflexively respond with prayer, but then they don't do anything about any of the injustice or problems in the world. Uh, And so they're just like, oh, pie-in-the-sky, and they don't engage. Verse 9, when he made this patriarch over Nehemiah, that faith and action is a part of the Christian life. That Christians are called reflexively to pray, and that we're efficient, our power, uh, using our status, resources, and abilities to engage those individual problems and systemic problems that uh, really need to bring about justice we can engage. And that's what you see happening in verse 9 that Clark does us very much of, that we prayed to our God that reflexive spiritual response of prayer and set a guard as a protection against them day and night. So they prayed, but then they set out a guard. They uh, prayed, but they kept building the wall. They prayed, but they were ready for whatever was coming. They prayed, but they continued on God's mission. So his challenge to Christians on when you pray is a tight spiritual reset don't just get complacent and say, oh, the opposition and the fear and the anxiety leave, and then if it doesn't leave, then you're like, hey, what happened, God? Where's my answer? Why don't you pray some more and wait and don't do anything else? The model in Ezra and Nehemiah is you pray, and then you keep moving forward in faith, what God tells you to do, right? Faith and action. Uh, and so uh, we can rightly push back. If your experience with Christians is that they talk a good game about praise, but they don't ever engage. I want you here this morning to hear and let us sink in that that at least at a minimum is not the biblical response to injustice or needs in people's lives. That prayer is the pure part of it, but that there's more. And that individually and as a community, we can engage in the injustices and needs in our lives so that we don't choose one or the other, faith or action, but that living of our lives once we united in prayer. Okay, so they respond, the reflex for prayer 
the back of the crowd. And it makes sense in 14 to me like this community response, right? So uh, the whole community hears news of what's happening. And, and, and you start to get the picture of them kind of hearing and saying, this is what's going on. It's not just for this. Let's raise up to help. And so it's a, kind of a fascinating story here about community response and the value of community. I've made the case that uh, individuals are doing things through us in Nehemiah, but there's this community response that often uh, is greater, the sum is greater than the individual parts, and we will see that here. In verses 10 through 14, while they faced opposition from the north and south and east and west, now from the north and south and east and west, people of God are raising up to help keep going. Uh, they're raising up to help come alongside. They're raising up to become themselves in prayer and so uh, as they do that, the work resumes. Effectively, in 15 down through the end of uh, this chapter 4 of Nehemiah, you get to see the people of God as a whole community responding, praying and relenting, responding in faith and in hope. And uh, these responses are couching this idea that Thank you. 
sense of their prayer and action and not these individual things about making themselves look great is connected to this broader work that they have in the universe, right? Uh, and so that's what's happening here. And then in verse 20, they've got this idea. God cares about justice. God kept sin in the face of opposition. God shaped action. This is a member of his team. They serve with a torch uh, for an outstretched hand. Uh, we need to draw forward.